I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons, your spiritual BFF and girlfriend. I'm just on a mission to make this world more chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. And you're a part of this mission just by listening. Today we have, honestly, one of my fave guests. George Lizos. He is a spiritual teacher and intuitive and author. And you guys, I just, I shit you not, this is one of the most informative, life-changing episodes that we've done. And I'm so excited to share all this knowledge with you that George is dropping like it's hot. And it's really centered around getting your spiritual purpose in motion. So he's sharing things like a four-step practice to find your purpose as a light worker, balancing your feminine and masculine to get into inspired action, using great gods and goddesses for elemental connection and healing, past life regressions, unicorn showers, rainbow shields. You guys, there's so many, so many good tidbits in here. And I'm so excited. So make sure to tune in before we get into the episode. I am just going to update you a little bit on what's going on here at Shocker Girl HQ. I'm going to be hosting some of my clients at my house this week. It's actually really fun. I have some of my clients sleep over at my place and we have a slumber party and drink wine and work on their businesses and just live our best lives. We're going to the spa, making it chic, and I'm so, so pumped. So it's going to be my icon clients. I don't know if you guys even really know what I do. I don't talk about it too, too much, but we um, are, they're basically my clients who are just killing it in their businesses and I help them with strategy and with energy work because you need to have both. If you want to take your life, business, purpose, whatever you're doing to the next level, it's not just about the strategy. You got to get the chakra shit going in there too, because you could have like all the strategy in the world, but if your energy is not checked in, 
it's just not going to go anywhere. So that's kind of what we're doing. Little update. And oh my God, today was just wild and crazy. I posted about this on Instagram. My poor dog woke us up at 630 in the morning. He was just very off and weird. He never wakes us up. I knew that something was weird. We took him to the vet. Long story short, there's really not much of anything wrong. He had a bit of an ear situation going on, but he's good. He's fine. We're good. But I was just in the worst mood. When I got home, I was just like, man, I'm so tired. I have work to do and life's so hard and my poor dog and man. And I was just like all over the place. And I just decided I make a living off of telling people how to change their fucking vibes. So I'm going to change my fucking vibe. Took a bath, did my makeup, got ready, got pretty, put on a cute, comfortable outfit, took off my bra because come on, that doesn't make anyone happy. And it restricts the vibration in my opinion. And yeah, turned it around. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you're having a shitty day, you can turn it around to listen to this episode. It's definitely going to help you. And then do what you need to do to raise your vibe because you own your vibe girlfriend. So you can turn it up, crank it up at any time. Let's get into our chakra tip. Okay. So this tip was actually brought to my attention by one of the babes at OKSIS. We've had the girls Maddie and Scout on the podcast before. So Maddie was posting about her tip to de-bloat. And I'm like, this is actually really good for the sacral chakra. After we eat our food, it just sometimes it's not digesting properly. You can get bloated. You can just feel lethargic and slow and just a little bit off. So what she does after every meal and who, I mean, let's be honest. I'm someone who, after I eat dinner, sometimes I literally look seven months pregnant. Do I need to go to naturopath? Probably. That's besides the point. But Maddie shared this amazing hack of simply laying on your stomach after you eat. And it's really funny because I used to do this when I was a kid. I, for whatever reason, I just thought that it felt so much better when I would lay on my stomach when I was eating or sorry, not when I was eating after I ate. And now doing this as an adult, I've been doing this pretty much all week since I saw Maddie posting about it. A, it makes me it makes my stomach flat. So like, I'm all for that. And then it makes obviously the bloat go away. It helps you digest faster. And also this might sound like really weird, but I feel like when I lay on my stomach after I eat, and then when I do stand up, I burp, (laughs) maybe TMI. Anyways, that's what we do on this show. And I, I feel like that's a good thing. It's like, you know, when after a baby eats, you burp it, you can burp yourself and de-bloat and look skinny and help your digestion and your sacral chakra all in one go. So it's easy peasy. So thank you, Maddie at OKSIS. Go follow OKSIS on Instagram. It's like at O-K-A-Y-S-I-S and listen to their podcast because they're amazing. Chakra shout out. This is kind of a boring chakra shout out, you guys, but it's because it is so important in my life right now. And I think I've even shouted them out before. I'm like, feel like a total geek because it's like a computer system. Anyways, it's called OneNote and it is this extravagantly beautiful note-taking system that keeps me organized. My brain's all over the place. I'm 
am not a super organized person and I've got lots of thoughts, lots of thoughts and lots of ideas. And I love using the system because basically you can have a different tab for a different concept or a different idea or a different project. And then within that tab, you have multiple pages of notes. So for example, say you're like rebuilding your website. You could have one tab that said website. And then within that tab, you could have multiple pages. Like you could have one that says about me. You could have one that says homepage. You could have one that says photo shoot. And then you could keep all your notes and ideas in one place, but not like a big clusterfuck. So it's really helping my third eye chakra stay clear and stay focused. And I definitely, definitely suggest it, whether you have a business or you're in school or you're just someone who's trying to manifest a bunch of stuff and a bunch of opportunities and you want to keep everything in one place and all your thoughts and all your manifestations. I do that as well. I have a whole thing of shopping list and I have clothes that I want, shoes that I want, bags that I want, and just everything's in one place. Everything I want to manifest is in one freaking place. And when I shared that goal setting uh, uh, practice with you guys on last episode, I do that all in one note. So if you if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go listen if you want that ultimate manifesting goal practice as well. But listen to this episode first. We're getting into it now. George Lizos, he's amazing. Buy his book. We're linking you to everything in the show notes. But listen in detail to this episode. Take notes. Then shout us out on Instagram and tell us how much you love it. All right, guys. Enjoy. We're here today with George Lizos. He is a spiritual teacher, an intuitive, and a fucking ray of sunshine. I just love following him. I love chatting with him. He is the author of Be the Guru and the number one best-selling Lightworkers Gotta Work, co-creator of Elemental Healing. He's literally doing all the things. He's also the host of the Lit Up Lightworkers podcast and helps lightworkers find their flow, their purpose, and really work with their light in real palpable ways that create positive change in the world. And we are here for it. Welcome to the show, George. Thank you so much for having me. I am so high vibe and I'm so ready to chat with you. Yay. We have a chakra boy, people. We're here for it. So what is your morning ritual? Ooh, my morning ritual. Well, in the past, when I used to work a nine to five job while doing my spiritual business part-time, it could only be 15 minutes. So I am so Mm -hmm. glad I ended up leaving that job and moving back to my home island of Cyprus. Now my spiritual practice is three hours long. I go to the gym, I work out, and I come home and I do a manifestation ritual. I call upon the gods and the goddesses, and I bring on some manifestation magic. Amazing. Okay. So I must know, what is the most fun manifestation practice that you do and how can we do it ourselves? Okay. It's called Magnet of Attraction. It's something that I've included in my new book, Lightworkers Gotta Work, where you find the emotional signature of a specific desire that you have, which is how does this specific desire feel like? You find that emotion, you embody it, and then you start asking yourself, how does that emotion feel like and you start finding similar feeling emotions and thoughts and words around that and in 10 minutes you are you've embodied that emotion to such a degree that the universe must match you up with your desire okay love that because some people are like i can't it's like fake it till you make it and some people are like well i can't fake feeling abundant if i don't it's like yeah but if you just sit there in the meditation you don't have to do it while you're checking your bank balance 
but you can do it while you're sitting there in meditation and bring on that feeling and that vibration can change you for the rest of the day. The only reason we want anything is for the way it will make us feel. Yes. So if we find that emotion and manifest that emotion with our concentration, with our intention, then by manifesting that emotion, we no longer need that thing that would create that emotion because we already feel that emotion. And then mm -hmm. that's when the universe paradoxically, paradoxically comes and hands us that emotion when we know that, sorry, that manifestation when we no longer need it because we already feel how it would make us feel. <laughs> That's so true. I always say like with manifestation, you need to kind of be a little bit like meh about it. Like you just need yeah. to be like, well, I don't like need it because I already feel this way, but it'll, it'll come if it comes. 100%. So I love that. I love that. Okay. What is your favorite crystal of the moment? Ooh, I love my Aura Rose Quartz, which is mm -hmm. a normal rose quartz, but it's heat treated with a layer of platinum and other um, like crystals and substances. And it adds that rainbowy layer to it. It's mm. just so high vibe. I have it with me right here, actually. So pretty, I love. I didn't know that they like amalgamated those two beautiful things together. Yeah. I love that. So is it like naturally like that or do they like, is there no, some no, kind they, of like, they, they basically it's like a test tube baby. <laughs> Yes, they take the rose cord crystal and then they process it, they heat okay. treat it, and they add a layer of platinum on top of it. And that mm -hmm. changes the chemical constitution of the crystal in a very healthy, vital way. So they don't abuse the crystal in, in that form, they enhance it. So they amplify the energy of rose, rose quartz, to make it more high vibe and add that uh, spiritual qualities of platinum and gold in there as well. So when you look at the, um, at the surface of it, it shines. It's got a, a really nice rainbow sheen to it. And they do this with other crystals as well, particularly rose quartz and quartz. Oh, so chic. It's like yeah. a up-leveled, elevated rose quartz. Exactly. I love. And by the way, you know, they do this with so many other crystals as well. Uh, I think citrine, most citrine crystals out there are heat treated to look mm. darker uh, yellow. Usually natural citrine is a very pale yellow, but they heat treat them. And to, in most of cases, in my experience, that adds and amplifies the qualities of the crystals, but sometimes they abuse the crystal energy. Mm. So that's why it's so important to hold the crystal and really connect with it and feel its energy before we buy it, because it, the, the crystal will tell us how it feels yes. about the processing it's been through. I love that. I know I really don't like buying them online. Like not that there's anything wrong with buying them online, but I love to go and feel it first. 100%. They talk so to important. us. Yes. Okay. Who's your favorite housewife? Ooh. Oh my goodness. Cause, <laughs> cause, wait, wait. So if you're bringing it right now, cause the real housewives of Beverly Hills, that's the only one I watch. I'm obsessed I mean, Okay. No, it's the, I mean, it's the best one. I mean, come on. The new season is starting right now. And apparently the new plot is, uh, well, Brandy Granville is coming back. I know, I'm nervous. I don't like her. Uh, so I'm... apparently they had like a love thing going on with uh, Denise Richards. And that's going to be the main thing. Uh, I know, I heard about that. Apparently Brandy talks about it in front of, I guess, Brandy, Denise, and some rando guy had a threesome, and then Brandy <laughs> talks about it in front of Denise's kids. Oh and apparently god. Denise oh. is quitting. I think Denise quit over this. Oh my god. Well, that, she, she took it to the, 
the next level, Brandy. She always does. Oh, God. But, she like, makes me feel was... like Brandy makes me feel a little bit sick. Yes, same thing because she kind of like is herself. I mean, she 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 owns it. That's a good thing about it. But she owns the fact that she abuses alcohol or she abuses. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, my favorite one has to be. Well, I switch between Lisa Rinna yes. and Kyle. Just I, Lisa okay, Rinna is yes. so fucking crazy. That's why I love yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> Kyle like, is a person I would like to be like uh, in a few years from now, like having a family and just she, she's, she, she combines so well her business life with her, um, oh with her family life as well. And that's a combination I love the most about her. Oh my gosh. Yes. I love her so much. I also am obsessed with uh, Erica Jane. Oh yes. I love Erica Jane. She's doing uh, Chicago the musical right now and I'm loving seeing uh, the pictures and the promo around that. She just owns it and she's so freaking hot. Oh my God. I know. And I feel like I'm like, well, that's my goal is to just have enough money to hire a team to <laughs> Like, well, I mean, bless her. She's been dancing and singing for her whole life. Yeah. So I, I mean, I couldn't just pick up and be as talented as she was, but ultimate goal, hire a team to teach me to dance and sing and go on tour when I'm 50. Like, come on. And have a glam squad, a glam squad to come with you whenever you go to just fix you up and make you even more prettier. I, I know. That. So good. Um, okay. So oh, I just love them all. Obsessed, obsessed. Okay, but you don't watch New York at all. I don't, but I think I need okay. to. I'm I, so I started New York from the beginning, and it's like it is feisty. It is a little vile, and it's what, a little hard to watch. What's going on with Bethany? Okay, so she left, and she, and she is back. she she left and she came back, but now she's left again. But there's been some kind of spoiler because I read all the spoilers yeah. that she, I think her, her assistant told her hairdresser or something that Bethany is, is taking a one year break and has already signed on for next season. Uh -huh. So she's just taking one season break because Bethany's starting her own show about business. Well, I used to watch her daytime talk show that she did it yes. only lasted a season. Yes. I really loved it. So that's yeah. how I learned about her. So I think I would like New York, like more yeah. of, of all the other ones. I think you, I, I really, I only watch New York and Beverly Hills. They're all that matters. So well, you know, yeah. I loved watching The Real Husbands of Vancouver as well. We talked about that on my podcast. I know, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared for the, for, the, for the people in there. I was scared I, for Mary Zilba. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to be beaten on that show. I know. I know. That's what you'll feel like in New York. Like it's oh like, it's, it's crazy. So you're going to love it. Okay. So you got to, and you have Hey You. Uh, no, no, you? no, no, no. I only watch, oh, I only have Netflix, but maybe. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. You need to get it. You need to get it. Okay. Yeah. What is your, what is your sun sign, your rising and your moon? Okay. My sun sign is Leo. My rising yes. is Libra and my moon is in Pisces. So good. I love a Leo. Leo is my favorite. Have a combination of like different elements, different yes. qualities. That's why I'm so crazy. <laughs> it's good though. It's good. But you've got the water in there. So that's, yeah. that's a good one. Okay. Balance, I've got it in the moon as well, which is my intuition and all that. So it really helps me with the work I do. Thank God. Yes. Thank God. So it. Good. 
<laughs> yes. Thank goddess. I love it. Okay. So tell us about your spiritual awakening and how that like turned up into being your business. Oh gosh. So it all started when I was five years old. The first memory I have of myself wow. is of a five-year-old George just standing in the middle of uh, yellow daisies, just staring up at the sky and wondering, why am I here? What is my purpose? What is the purpose of life? So I was one of those weird kids that yeah. preferred hanging out with flowers and trees rather than <laughs> hanging out with real people. And growing up in a very conservative, like small island of Cyprus, I experience a lot of bullying from people because you're expected when you're in a small society to fit within a certain stereotype, to fit within a certain box. And I was just very different. So people bullied me. So from a very young age, it created this idea within me, this urge, this understanding that I had to change myself to match other people's expectations of me and to be accepted. And that went on for many years until the age of 12 years old that I realized that I was gay. Now, at the, at the time, homosexuality was not accepted in Cyprus. It had just been uh, made legal. So it was illegal while wow. I was growing up. It was, sorry, it was illegal while I was growing up. And gay people were considered to be pedophiles and criminals. So it was not yet another label that I wanted to take on, along with, oh, shy, the weirdo, and all that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, great, I'm going to change myself from gay to straight, one step at a time, like I did with everything else. Mm. And that's when I entered the two most debilitating years of my life, where for two years, I tried to monitor the way I looked, the way I walked, the way I talked, the way I expressed myself, trying to turn me straight. And two years later, when I couldn't do that because I was born this way, I called myself a human abomination. And I realized, I told myself, well, you don't worth living anymore. So I decided to take my own life. Mm -hmm. It what would always stay in my life as a very dark night. I came home from school crying myself. I wrote a letter to my parents. I was ready to put an end to it. I had a pack of pills on my one hand, a pen on the other hand, and I was crying. And in that lowest moment of my life, I saw the light and I got the epiphany and the answer that was always available to me, but I could never see because I was resisting myself and my nature for so long. And that was, fuck people, fuck mm. what society says, fuck what the church says, and just learn to love and accept yourself 100%. And you know what, Amber? I didn't know how to love myself because mm. all I experienced was judgment and self-loathing. So, but it didn't really matter because when you're willing to change, the universe shows up for you. When you show up for you, the universe shows up for you. And that's when I discovered spirituality and Louise Hay and Feng Shui and um, all these different spiritual modalities. And then seven years later, I learned to forgive myself, to empower myself. And I reached a point where I felt I was so empowered and I wanted to help other people as well. So that's when my first book, Be the Guru, a step-by-step -step guide to becoming your own spiritual teacher came up because I reverse engineered my, my journey and I wanted to teach people a step-by-step -step process that they could use to find happiness, wisdom, and success within them and not expect to find it from other people. So that was the beginning of my journey. And my, I, would, I would say that my purpose in this world is to help 
people, specifically light workers, woo-woo light workers, mm -hmm. to get really clear on what their life purpose is, not care about what other people think about them, and then work towards manifesting and fulfilling the life purpose with the aim of creating a kinder and more beautiful and more loving and more uh, peaceful world that's lit up, that respects every single person for who they really are. That is magical. Um, I love that you were able to turn around that darkness into something so light and so helpful for everyone else. Like I'm in awe of that story. Thank you so much. So you're also a priest to Greek paganism. Oh, so yes. Tell us what that is. Okay. So, oh my goodness, where do I start? So, first of all, paganism is the earth-based spirituality of honoring the gods and goddesses that the ancients believed in. Greek paganism or Greek polytheism is the um, honoring the Greek pantheon, the Greek mm -hmm. gods and goddesses. Aphrodite, Zeus, Poseidon, Artemis. Now, what this is, because there are so many misconceptions about paganism, they're not deities, they are not spirit guides, they're not ascended masters, in any words, in, in, any, in any sense. And they're not people who lived on planet Earth, that right. therefore they have a lineage. What they are, they are different functions of the universe. The gods and goddesses of all pagan traditions are universal functions. For example, Aphrodite is a universal function of love, beauty, and creation. So that first sprouting of grass in spring, that is Aphrodite's work. Mm. It is the energy of Aphrodite. The procreation between humans and the love we experience with each other, that's also Aphrodite. So they are functions. However many functions there are in the universe, that's the amount of gods there are in the universe, gods mm. and goddesses. And each different pagan tradition has defined those energies, those function with different names, different characteristics. And we've created mythologies to help us understand those gods and goddesses on a much deeper level. So many people make the mistakes of, make mistake of confusing pagan theology with pagan mythology. So people tell me, oh, how can the pagan gods be all loving when they fight with each other? They don't fight with each other. The universe doesn't fight with each other. It works harmoniously with everything, with all the energies. But we've created stories, the mythologies, the myths, uh, to help us understand those interactions between the energies of the universe in a much more palpable way because we're human beings, because we like um, symbols and we like better ways of understanding the world around us in like a physical way. So essentially, this is what paganism is and what Greek paganism is. And four years ago, I went to Greece after a huge awakening that I had and I, I trained and transitioned to Greek paganism and I became a priest. So we follow the ancient Greek calendar where every single month we meet together and we honor the earth. So it is an earth-based tradition. For example, last week, which was March, we celebrated the Anthesteria uh, celebration, which basically literally translates to uh, the blooming. So it's mm. the beginning of spring. So we celebrate the first sprouting. God Adonis, for example, who is the symbol of, of beauty, is that energy, that function of the first sprouting of spring. So we honor and we celebrate uh, that aspect of, of the world. And my mm -hmm. favorite thing about pagan religions in general 
is because they draw from the earth and the earth is perfectly balanced in its masculine energy of taking action, moving forward, working our light and the feminine energy of nurturing ourselves, retreating, receiving and following our intuition. That's why my book Lightwork has got to work. I started from that story. I started from Greek paganism to show that when we connect with the earth and we feel this balance that the earth so beautifully portrays between the divine feminine and the divine masculine, we find it instantly within us through the process of entrainment, energetic entrainment. We feel it because it's part of us as well. And then mm. when instinctively we are balanced in masculine and feminine energy, we know how to not just know our light, but work our light. Because I don't know about you, but I feel many light workers are like, oh, I'm sitting here, I'm meditating, I'm visualizing the world, healing, and I'm changing the world. No, you aren't. No, you gotta work. <laughs> you gotta put it to work. And that's what connects in with nature and therefore the pagan gods helps us achieve. Mm, that's so true. And even um, from like a business standpoint, that's something that I always find like there's two types of clients. There's the people who try and meditate their way to success. And there's people who take action and don't do the feminine side. And it's like you need to be doing both in order to properly move forward and have that balance. Yes. And you know what? We're born balanced, but we yes. forget about that because we're in this patriarchal world mm -hmm. that has us struggle and hassle all the time. Totally. So in Greek paganism, because I, I do a lot of um, Indian and Chinese goddess work, do yes. you have mantra as well for the different gods and goddesses? We don't have mantras for the different gods and goddesses. We have hymns, specifically mm. the Orphic hymns. So Orpheus was a very famous poet in the ancient times, and he wrote a, a series of hymns to the different gods. So basically to honor the gods, we read the hymn, which is like, it's like a mantra, but a long poetic mantra that calls upon the different functions of the gods. So mm. it still like creates the same effect where you embody that essence of the god or goddess by connecting to their energy through that poet, which is, which I guess is what the mantra does as well. Yes. I feel like a hymn sounds like so much more fun than a mantra. Okay, let's take a moment for some real talk here. As much as I love the woo-woo and the self-care, sometimes you really need to find help from a professional. So have you heard of BetterHelp? It is an online counseling platform where you can connect with professional counselors safely and privately online. You don't have to leave the house. You can stay in your PJs eating ice cream and cuddling your dog and get support of a licensed professional counselor like I'm so excited about this because no one wants to have to deal with parking, scheduling, unpredictable traffic. I don't know about you, but I seem to just always be late for meetings. So I'm just glad this has become a thing. You can do it at your own pace. You can talk to a counselor on video, phone, and you can even text with your counselor. And they're totally licensed professionals. They specialize in all the things that we need help with, like depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is totally confidential, obviously. Plus, you don't need to worry about running into anyone in some awkward sitting room conversation. And if you want to switch counselors for any reason, you can do that anytime with no extra charge. And since they specialize in so many different areas, you can take a few for a test drive, see what you like, because there's over 3,000 people to choose from in over 50 states. But BetterHelp is actually available worldwide 
worldwide, which is cool. So when you sign up, you can start talking to someone in under 24 hours, but this is not a crisis line guys. You can schedule weekly sessions. That way you're always on top of your mental health and you can just have it all organized and there for you and just doing it from bed. Like how amazing is that? What I love too is that financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure, it's convenient, it's professional. And I know at the beginning of my journey, I did a lot of counseling. And let me tell you, it really helped me release a lot because just being able to talk it out um, and have people that understand what you're going through, it's just honestly really, really nice. So best of all with BetterHelp, it's a truly affordable option and Chakra Girl listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code Chakra. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash Chakra. You're going to simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you'll get matched with a counselor you'll love today. That's betterhelp.com slash Chakra. So much well, more beautiful. <laughs> we're both work in different ways. I like yes. using my mantras as well sometimes I like I yeah. create my own mantras because it's totally mm-hmm. yeah love that I love I do love working with mantra but I feel like I need to try a hymn that's next uh, so I haven't gotten into any of the Greek the Greek goddesses yet um so but also there's the deities so are Apollo Hestia and Hermes those are ones that you mentioned right. working with yeah. are those gods or goddesses or are those deities they're all gods and goddesses. So oh, those are, okay. Yes, so there are main, mainly 12 gods and goddesses, six male, okay. six female. These are the Olympians ones, but there are so like thousands and thousands of so many other ones, as many as the functions of the universe, not more and not less. Oh, so beautiful. And you're going on like a god goddess field trip? Tell yes. me about this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Next week, I'm going for seven days. I'm traveling to Athens. We're doing all the temples in Athens, the Parthenon, the Acropolis, and we're getting a car and going south to Sunion. Mm -hmm. Then we're going all the way to where the pristine Apollo and gave predictions to the cities about wars and stuff. So we're spending a night at the Oracle of Delphi there as well. Then we're traveling all the way to Nafplio where uh, you have the Herculean um, struggles and the games that Hercules did, and Argos and Epidavros and the temples of Asclepius and another temple of Apollo there as well. And then we're going to ancient Olympia, where the Olympic Games started, which is, I think it's a temple of Zeus over there. There's a temple of Hera nearby. So it's gonna be a full on um, temple hopping. That's how I call it. I <laughs> love it. Panel, different gods and goddesses, and maybe doing some research for a future book. Oh. <laughs> okay, that needs to happen. I love it. Um, okay, so let's talk about your book. Tell yes. us about everything. Oh my goodness. If I had to only write a book in this lifetime, this book would be it. So Lightworkers Gotta Work's biggest message is that mm. the world won't change sitting in meditation pillows all day long. The world yeah. changes when lightworkers light up, get specifically clear about what their life purpose is, and take consistent action towards following and fulfilling their life purpose. So what it really is, it is the ultimate step-by-step -step system to finding, following, and fulfilling your life purpose. It helps you embrace both the divine masculine and the divine feminine energies so that we don't only know our light, but we work it to create big positive change in the world. Okay. I love, and you say there's four purposes of yes. the light workers. What are the four main purposes? Okay. The number one purpose is a purpose. Every single light worker 
tells me they have when I ask them, what is your life purpose? They all say, oh, my life purpose is to help people heal and to help make the world a better place. And I'm like, yes, it is our collective light worker purpose. So this is purpose number one. It is our collective light worker purpose, and it's not enough to follow, to follow our specific life purpose. The second one is our soul realm purpose. Now, the soul realms are the incarnated angels, the incarnated elementals, the star seeds. There are so many different realms, groups of souls. In the same way that our world is divided into different countries and continents, there are countries and continents of souls with unique characteristics and collective purposes. So each different soul realm has a different collective purpose. For example, the uh, incarnated elementals purpose, for example, who were elementals in past lives but manifested as humans in these lifetimes, they are here to help with the conservation of the planet. So that's their collective uh, purpose. Then we have our soul purpose. Our soul purpose draws from our soul realm purpose, and it's a series of steps we take uh, over many different lifetimes. So let's say we need 10 lifetimes to complete a specific soul purpose. And it's uh, connected to our soul realm purpose. And then our life purpose, that is a step towards fulfilling our soul purpose. So it's a single lifetime from that soul purpose on the way to fulfilling that soul purpose. Now, this may sound complicated, but it's not because the only purpose we really should care about is the life purpose because it's rooted in the present moment. Our life purpose is our purpose where we have power to uh, action right now. It is the purpose we're given in this lifetime and it's the only purpose we can fulfill. And by fulfilling that, we simultaneously fulfill our soul purpose, our soul realm purpose, and therefore our light worker purpose, which is ascending the world and changing, um, changing the vibration of the planet and creating a new paradigm of love, of kindness and peace, which is mm. the purpose of light workers. Okay, so how do we find our life purpose? Ooh, I have an entire, <laughs> so let me just tell you about the book. So in the book, I have, it's divided into four parts. Okay. The first part is all about finding and defining your life purpose. And I don't just mean, oh, my life purpose is in one line. I guide people to define their life purpose in a specific two paragraph definition. The second part is about nurturing the light because we need to nurture our light and therefore the feminine energy. And the uh, third part is all about working our light and therefore manifestation. And then the fourth part is all about protecting our light, which is all about psychic protection tools to protect our light so we can work it. Now, let's go back to the beginning and let me give uh, you a quick process that you can use to find out what your specific life purpose is. Yes. So, the, our life purpose is synonymous to what source is. Now, how do we know what source is? Look at little babies. Little babies are born and they emanate this purity. They emanate this love and this happiness. You've never seen a depressed baby. You've never seen a baby that looks into a mirror and judges themselves. They are happy because they're born this way. So we can safely assume that because babies just came out of source, the vibration they have is as closely as we can get to knowing what source is. So let's mm -hmm. safely assume that source is love and happiness. And if source, which is all powerful, is love and happiness, and source knows our life purpose because come on, it's source, then 
finding our happiness must be aligned to what our life purpose is. So what I tell people and what I tell my clients and what I explain in the book is that we are already following our life purpose every single time we are happy. Because when we experience the emotion and the vibration of happiness, we are doing something that is in alignment to our life purpose. We're thinking something, we're feeling something, we're involved with something, we're talking to someone, we are engaged in an activity that is directly in alignment with our life purpose. Mm. So really finding a connection between moments of happiness, not pleasure, because pleasure is ephemeral. Pleasure is what, what you get when you eat a chocolate. That's not <laughs> happiness. Happiness is pure happiness. It's that emotion, a childlike emotion of pure joy that we feel. When we try and, and map that out in our lives and start uh, understanding what we do in those periods of happiness, then we can get a clue as to what our life purpose is. So that's a, a, a little tease uh, mm. from the book about how you can start thinking and filling into your life purpose. I love that. And now we say like our desires and our purpose are, our, are the North Star and our chakras know how to get us there. But then we block ourselves and we, uh, we, then we can use that as like a GPS to be like, okay, I don't like this feeling. So this is not aligned. So it's also kind of like a process of elimination. Yes, yes, yes. And when we work through our chakras and unblock our chakras and tune them in, that's how we find the purity. And therefore that's how we find our purpose. So fun. I love. And you talk a lot, a lot about um, the divine masculine rising in the book as well. Yes. So talk a little bit about that. How can we like reclaim that divine masculine in today's landscape? And what can women do to support that elevation? Okay. So I really wanted to talk about the divine masculine because I feel so we know what's been going on with patriarchy. Patriarchy has existed for thousands and thousands of years. And it basically suppressed feminine energy, it suppressed the divine feminine. So thankfully, there have been light workers over the past uh, few decades doing the work of rising, raising the feminine. So it takes its rightful place next to the masculine. We've done a lot of work, but there's still a lot of work that needs to be done for that feminine to rise. However, I feel sometimes that we focus excessively on the feminine and vilify the divine masculine and masculine energy. And if we're not careful, we'll end up creating yet another imbalance, mm. this time with matriarchy, not patriarchy. Yeah. So I feel it's for the divine feminine to truly rise. The divine masculine needs to rise too, because really they are two sides of the same coin. When I had my epiphany four years ago, I heard this phrase that didn't make sense, but it felt right, which went something like this. I wanted to find the feminine. And I heard a voice tell me, George, you're going to find the feminine within the masculine. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense, but it feels right. And then I realized that when the feminine energy is balanced, it's also masculine mm -hmm. because it's not passive. It's right. creative. It's that Shakti energy of creation. Yeah. So it's inspired action. Also, when masculine energy is balanced, it's also very feminine. It's not hassle. It's not struggle. Again, it's inspired action. So really, they're the same kind of thing. And when you balance one, you instantly balance the other. So what the two energies are is, like stereotypically, 
feminine energy is all about nurturing ourselves and uh, retreating and trusting our intuition. And it's a very unstructured kind of energy, whereas the divine masculine energy is very structured, it's action forward, uh, sorry, um, action oriented, uh, moving forward, structure, like creating change into the world. And both two energies are found in nature and both two energies are essential for working our life and for changing and creating anything. You see nature in the winter, it's a feminine energy, things are retreating and then spring and summer, um, nature is coming into full force again, that's the divine masculine energy. So basically these are what the energies are all about. Now, how do we embrace them? Firstly, we need to um, acknowledge all the ways that masculine energy and therefore patriarchy has abused us over not just this lifetime, but over the past lifetimes as well. Because by acknowledging that and by healing that and by forgiving masculine energy, then we can truly start embracing it because many light workers, we have this spiritual DNA, this spiritual trauma that comes from our past lives because we've been abused by patriarchy for so many past lives. Mm -hmm. So that's step number one. Really and it feels like that's that. where we are. I feel like that's where we are like yes. as a collective right now is the pointing and blaming and then we need to get into the healing. Yes. In the, and as soon as we've done that, we move into step number two, which we start embracing masculine energy by bringing into the practical world. Manifestation is a great way to use masculine energy. Mm -hmm. But also I find like the, the, the mundane aspects of life, like scheduling stuff. Like I say, if it's not scheduled, it's not real. Like I, I heard that from Marie Forleo and I, it's, it's my motor right now. I have to schedule everything. And because I tend to be overly masculine and I had to learn how to be more feminine, I used masculine processes to structure some feminine time. I, I schedule feminine time. So people who are into their feminine side and they procrastinate, for example, too much, they can start scheduling some more, even if it's the simplest tasks of their days, so that we can start practically bringing that energy into our lives. Because it's one thing doing the energy work, but then if we don't bring it into the physical world, then what are we really doing? We're light chillers, not light workers. Yeah, light chillers. I love that. <laughs> light chillers. So good. Okay, so that's the second step. Yes, and that's it. There's oh, two steps. That's all. Two steps. Okay, steps. we can do that. Forgive and then start bringing it into the practical uh, life. And in the book, I have an entire part which is all about working our light, which is basically my top manifestation processes of how we can start not hustle our way to fulfilling our life purpose, but feel inspired uh, mm. into the action steps that we need to take to do that. Yeah, and I feel like so many people get stuck in the, I have to do this, or there's so much work to do, or the overwhelm, but it's like, you gotta find the excitement, otherwise, why are you doing it? Exactly. And the excitement, that's the feminine. You see, you see exactly. they're so interconnected. Yes. Oh, love that so much. Okay. And also in the book, you share some practical energy protection tools. Can you share your like number one way to protect your energy if you're an intuitive yes, or want, sensitive person? Yes. But first I want to say this. Usually when I teach about psychic protection, people tell me, oh, uh, by protecting yourself, you're giving energy to the negative, to the dark side, and therefore you're bringing it upon you, you're attracting it. And I'm like, it's not exactly no. like that. I mean, would you go out in the street naked? No, you wouldn't. You would yes. put clothes on to protect <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Why not? 
uh, <laughs> or would you go to like a, like a dark street in the middle of the night by yourself? No, like you're not dumb to do that. Yeah. You would protect yourself. In the same way, why would you not put on your spiritual coat when you go out in a concert, for example? So that's just some basic ground about energy protection and the need for it. So we need to protect our energy. Otherwise, we're allowing other people to control us. Um, like not directly, sometimes directly, but many times indirectly. What I mean by that is because we're sponges, because we have our aura and we attract so much energy from uh, different people, from different spaces, if we don't clear that and shield ourselves on a daily basis, then we're essentially living other people's lives because we have other people's stuff into our own energy field, mm -hmm. affecting the way we feel and think and act. So my number one process, it's not shielding yourself with white light. White light shielding is no longer enough because there are millions of people around the world awakening to their spiritual gifts and therefore knowing how to do psychic attack and to uh, like affect other people energetically. Also, we have so many people online right now, so many interactions online. So the intensity of the ways through which we can absorb negative energy from our environment and other people have increased. And therefore the white light bubble technique is no longer sufficient. Mm. My number one technique is first, step number one. Again, in the book, there's an entire part all about that. But the essential processes, first you have to identify what's in your aura. You do this by closing your eyes, visualizing, and intuitively you get a sense of what's there. Then you have to clear before you shield, before, because if you shield first, you're shielding the negative energy in, okay? So you have to clear. How do you clear? Now, simplest way I like to do is take a unicorn shower. Ooh. When you shower at some point during the day, ask your unicorn spirit guide, because we all have a unicorn spirit guide, which is a spiritual extension of our soul, to use its horn, the alicorn, to send rainbow light, the rainbow ray, a very high vibrational frequency, into the water. And then as you're showering, you're visualizing the sparkly rainbow water flowing through your body and through your aura and through your chakras and through your energy and flashing away all negativity, all residual energy we've attracted from people or psychic daggers and attack we've accumulated. And then we are instantly refreshed. That's a very basic technique, but works wonders. I mean, I don't think there's anything basic about unicorns. Like, this sounds amazing. <laughs> and then it's about it's time to shield. And since we're with unicorns, we can ask our unicorn spirit guide to shield us with a rainbow ray. Now, there are many different types of shields, but the rainbow ray shield uh, raises your vibration because you can, only be, you can only attract stuff that you're a match to. So if your high vibration is high, you can only attract high vibrational energy. If your vibration is low, that's when you attract attack and negative energy from people. So by asking your unicorn guide to put you in a bubble of rainbow, the rainbow ray, then it raises your vibration and repels negative energy. And of course, there are other uh, shields that we can use that I talk about in the book. And I actually, actually also have uh, downloadable meditations to use all these processes so that it's easier to get into the groove of things. Ooh, okay, I love. We're definitely gonna need to use these practices before we watch Brandy on Real Housewives. Oh my God, I always <laughs> do that when I watch Housewives. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That was so amazing. I can't wait to do this. Um, okay. So where can we get your book? Oh my goodness. My book is available to pre-order right now on Amazon globally, on Indigo, on um, Booktopia in Australia. And wherever books are, are, are sold, they can be pre-ordered. We will link you guys to the Amazon pre-order. And again, if you guys want to search it up, it's called Lightworkers Gotta Work. And the name is George Lizos. If you're like, I need to type this in right now in order, go now. <laughs> okay, so before we move on, I want to just touch quickly on past life healing. Yes. Can you tell us, because you talked before about how some people are, were, their souls were star seeds and some people were, uh, I just need to know everything yeah. about that. And how do we know? Like, how do we know what we were in a past life? Okay, so we all had past lives, sometimes hundreds, sometimes thousands of them. And as I said, it's part of our soul's purpose through the different lifetimes. Now, the reason to do a past life regression, for example, or to start exploring your past lives is not to do um, spiritual entertainment. There is a higher purpose behind that. And there are specifically three ways you can use past life regression, three essential ways that light workers can benefit from that. One is to heal past life traumas that affect our present lifetime. So we go back to the past lifetime, we find uh, the specific trauma that created a trauma in our current lifetime and by resolving it in the past we resolve it in the present because time is really very cyclical it's not a straight line so whatever changes in the past which is not really a past changes in the present which is not really a present and um, so that's the first way you can use past life regression the second one is by retrieving past life skills yes we can go back to a past lifetime let's say for example uh, i did a, a past life workshop in atlantis where I took people to Atlantis to identify their specific skills, knowledge, and talents and retrieve them, retrieve the muscle memory of that into the current lifetime so it's easier to learn certain skills um, in this lifetime. And thirdly, we can use past life regression to explore our soul realms and therefore find out if we were a starseed or if we were an Avalonian from Avalon or an Atlantean, for example. And therefore, by understanding what our uh, soul realm is, we can get a sense of what our life purpose is in the current lifetime. So I like to use past life regression in a very productive way rather than just, oh, in my past life, I was just this and just use it as spiritual entertainment. Yeah. And we, we can start finding out what our past lives are. If we don't want to do a past life regression, and I actually have a video about that on YouTube if someone wants to um, search for it. Um, ways to explore your past lives without past life regression, something along the lines of this. And basically, um, there are different clues in our present lifetime that connect us to our past lives. For example, our favorite movies, movie genre or mm. TV series genre is related to our past lives. Certain pieces of clothing that we love that doesn't really make sense uh, connect us to that or the um, our style of like furniture can be something that connects us to our past lives. So we can start exploring our present because it has clues to our past. 
Ooh, I love that. And I've always had hints about that ever since I was a kid, like going to the museum and seeing like certain things from certain eras and being like, I was around here. Like I, I remember this. So yeah, you just got to pay attention. I love that. And 100%. Do, can, can we like hire you to do that? Is that something that you do for people? Yes. Okay. So I offer different services on my website. If you go to georgelazers.com, I offer like past life, one-on-one past life regressions. I have many past life regression workshops, such as retrieving past life skills, healing past life traumas, exploring your soul realms, as well as I do psychic uh, clearing sessions where I scan the aura and the energy, identify blocks and um, psychic attack, and then I remove them through different processes, and as well as um, like uh, proper tarot readings, like <laughs> a good old tarot reading is also always very nice. Mm, okay, everyone is immediately booking right now, including uh-huh. me. So thank you. Okay, so let's move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing that we manifested. But I'll go first because I've got like a really nasty one. Yes. Um, and I feel really bad. So <laughs> make me feel better about mine. Go okay. Ahead. <laughs> okay. So I was at like a really hard workout class, like a group workout class. And the certain instructor, it's like she... <laughs> I'm not going to try and justify it, but she doesn't teach in a way that I like to be teach. I like to be taught with love and encouragement rather than boot camp, like, man, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Anyways, so I mumbled under my breath and called her a bitch. (laughs) And I'm 80% sure that she heard me because in this class, you actually wear headphones and I was so I had headphones on with like loud music so even though I thought I was like whispering mumbling under my breath she didn't have headphones on oh my gosh sure she heard me um but I did I kind of said I said what I said was I don't know why you have to be such a bitch about it oh Oh my god I felt so (laughs) well I'm gonna make you feel better because I did something similar Okay, good. Okay, good. I did something worse. Okay, okay. That makes me feel better because then I went in a tailspin after I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm a terrible person. And I don't know who I think I, like in that, in these scenarios, sometimes I think that I am the voice of justice for all the people and that I'm doing a favor for everyone. And I was standing up for everyone's rights because how can she treat this class that way? And I don't know why my mind goes there, but it did. It's a little diluted and disturbing, but anyways, I did the reflection. I released the guilt and I mean, hopefully I don't do it again, but I know another reason I'm pretty sure she heard me I said after class, she was like whispering to the receptionist. And then I walked up, like, because I was leaving and I walked past the front desk and she turned around and looked at me. And she was like, I guess she saw that I saw that she was whispering. And she was like, oh, good job in class today, even though I did not do a good job in class. <laughs> so I'm like, she I'm definitely pretty- knew. I know. So I felt really bad. But anyways, um, my manifestation is not related because I did not get any good that came out of that. Um, But I have found a really exciting new product that I'm going to be offering and selling on my website. I'm really excited. It's... um, 
it's crystal related. It's a really, it's a beauty thing. It's a ritual thing. I'm going to give everyone a chance to guess what it is. Can I guess? Yes. Isn't that a crystal roller that you do on your face? No, but oh. I, no, it's not. <laughs> but I'm glad you eliminated that one because I feel like that's what most people think. Yeah. But, um, but I'm really excited. So uh, send me a picture, anyone listening, send me a picture of what you think it is. If you guess, I mean, I'm not going to do anything, but I'll, I'll be happy for you and I'll tell you the truth if you guess. <laughs> I'm like, I'll give you a free one. And then I'm like, no, no, I need ROI first. <laughs> oh, this but sounds so exciting. I can't wait to I'm see it. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. So stay tuned, peeps. And I manifested it because I talked about last week on the episode how I was kind of feeling bored in my business and I was having to do all this stuff that I don't want to do, like taxes and all that stuff. And then I just made this new daily ritual where I would write down all the exciting, so I wrote down all the exciting things that I want in my business in the big vision. And then I was like, okay, in one year, what's the goal? And then in three months, what can I do to move that forward? And today, what can I do to move that forward? So that every day I go through and add a new, okay, today, what can I do to move that forward? And I do some kind of needle mover, even if it's just like, oh, I'm going to make a list of bullet points or I'm going to Google something quickly or I'm going to email someone. So every day I move something forward. And I had, a, a, I have another uh, product that I'm making, which I've talked to you guys about already, like a Oracle card deck. So as I was moving that forward, this randomly kind of fell in my lap. So I was like, okay, like all the energy that I'm moving forward is bringing about new exciting things. So manifested it. That's what I tell people about, well, people tell me, oh, how can I follow my life? So I'm like, all you need to do is take a single step every single day. Exactly. And in a year you have 365 steps. And that's exactly, huge. exactly. And then sometimes what you think your purpose is, it's not actually the purpose, but as long as you're moving energy towards something, then the actual yes. purpose will come in. You Clarity just need comes to be with engagement. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, love that. Tattooing that on my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Love it. Okay. So make me feel better. What was your meltdown? <laughs> okay. Unlike you, that your uh, coach was um, guessing if you said that about her, my yoga coach knew exactly how I felt about her because there was this new yoga teacher at the, at the yoga studio I go to, at the gym actually. And um, I didn't really like her style, but I'm like, oh, let, let, let me just give her a chance. And then I decided to test her. Like I always do this with people until like I trust them fully, especially yeah. with yoga and like my health and safety is important. And she guided us to do the headstand. And I'm like, excuse me, um, with a headstand, um, where is most of the weight like on the hands or on the head? And I knew the answer, okay? The answer is 70% on the hands, 30% on the neck, otherwise you're gonna break your neck. And she's like, mm. she had to think first, like mistake there. Mm, mostly on the head, I'm like, nope, it's, and that's when I flipped Amber. I flipped, I, I paused the class, I stood up and I started screaming at her. This is oh a disgrace to yoga and you, you need to know your stuff, especially when it comes to other people's health and safety. It is 70% on the hands, 30% on the head. And I don't trust you to teach me this class because you clearly don't know what you're doing. So this went on for like five minutes. And then I took over my stuff and I stormed out of the class, went down to the receptionist and I 
had it with the receptionist as well. <laughs> and screaming at them. Long story short, she was fired. Oh, no. Hey, you know what? At least you were like in the right. You know what? It was a manic moment, but I don't regret it because <gasps> health and safety comes first. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that ours were so similar. How funny. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the universe guided us here today to make us feel better. <laughs> I think we need to film the real, like, real spiritual housewives or something. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally. Oh my gosh. This would be a very dramatic show, you and I. Indeed. So my manifesting thing is again completely relevant as well and it has to do with my business. It actually has to do with my book Lightwork has got to work. I manifested it being number one bestseller in three categories on Amazon in less than 24 hours since I announced the pre-orders. So I announced the pre-orders and the following morning I got a text from my friend saying, George, oh my fucking god, you're number one on Amazon and I go on Amazon. Three categories, number one. I'm like, that was my goal for until June, not wow. the first 24 hours. Oh. And yes, I was just thrilled. I was thrilled. How did you celebrate? And so, and so grateful. And then I just took a, a thousand screenshots and <laughs> uploaded it everywhere. That's how I celebrated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, congrats. I'm like, I'm, I'm sure after this episode, everyone's ordering it too. So we'll keep, we'll keep you at that number one spot, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been like, honestly, one of my favorite episodes. So many juicy tips, so many insights. And you also have a free guide for us as if you didn't already give us enough. Tell us about the free guide. Well, it's a three-step guide to finding what your life purpose is. So I know everybody's ordering Lightwork has got to work right now, but if you want a <laughs> sneak peek before you get the book in your hands, I have a free guide that guides you through a similar process that I teach in the book, shorter but similar. So if you go to georgelizas.com forward slash life purpose, then you'll be able to download that and get to define your life purpose in a specific two paragraph definition. So you're ready to start working your life. Yes, we see it for you guys. So exciting. Where else can we find you online, George? I would love to hang out with you on Instagram at George Lizos. I'm George Lizos on Facebook as well, but I also have a YouTube channel that I teach every single week. Again, under George Lizos, the Lit Up Lightworker podcast, and a Facebook group called Your Spiritual Toolkit, where I teach and tools and guidance all about moving forward with a life purpose. Yay. And we're going to link all of you guys to all of this goodness in the show notes. So go check them out. Check out George. And George, thank you so much. This has been magical, magical, magical. And thank everyone for listening. And we will catch you all next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at chakragirlco and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at chakragirlco.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot, the Chakra Girl Glam and Grounded membership. We would love to help you activate those chakras, babe. So step into that chic life and join us in the Glam and Grounded membership. Love you, mean it. See you next Tuesday. Thanks for listening.